that Paul got tired of listening to this girl saying these are the bondservants of the Most High God. And she was doing that over and over and over again daily in a very annoying, loud voice. And he finally got tired of it and he told her or told the demon in her to, to come out by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the demon came out and her master saw that they no longer could make money off of her. Uh, because they were using her as a fortune teller and she would tell fortunes and she and they would place bets and they were making a lot of money off of her. And uh and so uh they created a uproar in the middle of the city and um and they accused Paul and Silas of being uh, troublemakers, creating a confusion, uh, and um, and verse twenty-one of chapter sixteen of Acts says, and are proclaiming customs which is not lawful for us to accept or to observe, being Romans. And and then verse twenty-two, and that's where we pick up our study tonight. The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods when they had struck them with many blows. They threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So, here's what took place. Paul and Silas are Jews. Timothy and Luke are also with them. But Timothy and Luke are known as Gentiles, more than likely. Well, G Timothy for sure. Luke is probably a Gentile. And, uh, and th they, they are not caught up in this because they aren't Jews they don't look like Jews uh, you know Paul and Silas would be um, traditional Jews with with their with the way their hair's cut and their beards and so forth so uh, understand that that the the Jewish customs would be seen by them and and so it had been obvious that there were Jews and so they took these two men and they immediately took their robes off and began to beat them. And after they beat them, they threw them into jail or in, and then they were taken to the darkest part of the prison and the guy put them in stocks. He wasn't told to put them in stocks, but he put them in stocks. Their feet, which means that they would have either had to sit up in a 90 degree angle or lay flat on their back. Now what just happened to their back? They were just beat with rods. Their back would have been a bloody pulp. And so they're in this very uncomfortable position. Now how many of us, what would we be doing? Be crying. Yeah, I, I would be too. We'd be complaining, we'd be crying, 
we'd be whining, we'd be yelling, we'd be, I'm going to get you, we'd be trying to get our, think of our revenge. But what are Paul and Silas doing? Look at the next verse. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Now this is just speculation, but but let me let me take you to Psalm one twelve. Actually one eleven and one twelve, one thirteen. These are all part of what is called the Halil. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Am I Miss Jones? Okay, all right. This, these are called the praise hymns of the Psalms. Psalm 111 says, Praise the Lord, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company of the upright and in the assembly. Greater the works of the Lord, they are studied by all who delight in them. Splendid and majestic is His work. And His righteousness endures forever now can you imagine these people these two men singing this song now these are songs they they would be songs. we read them because we don't have we don't have the sheet music to go with it but they would have sung these and and they're singing praise the lord i i give thanks to the lord with all my heart greater the works of the lord now now they have just been beaten. And they're praising God, thanking Him for all of His great works. Now, look at verse or chapter 112, Psalm 112. It says, Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Now, do we think we would be blessed if we were sitting there with our backs, with dried blood, bruises, all the things that would go on and and either being sit, sitting straight up in a 90 degree angle or flat on our backs with all that going on, do, you, do we really think we'd be blessed? And now I'm speculating that these were what they sang, but they sang hymns. And this is a very popular hymn for the Jew to be singing for praises. And he, he says, how blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in His commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. His generations of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in His house. What about Psalm 113? Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Or blessed be the name of the Lord from the, this time forth and forever, from the rising of the sun to the setting. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Psalm 114. I'm, I'm going to skip 114. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to Your name give glory because of Your loving kindness, because of Your truth. What should the nation say? Where now is their God? But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever He pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of man's hands. They have mouths but cannot speak. They have eyes they cannot hear or see. They have ears that, but they cannot hear. They have noses but they cannot smell. 
They have hands but cannot feel. They have feet but they cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throat. Those who make them will become like them. Everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is your, their help and their shield. Can you imagine you sitting there listening to these people, these two men, singing these songs about how great God is? At midnight. In the darkness of a dungeon that has no light. And they're singing songs of praise to God. Now this is speculation. I don't know if this is what they sang or not. We don't know. It's a good guess. Can you imagine? Wouldn't you be attracted to that? Because I think that they sang it with all their heart. I mean, they sang it with feeling, emotion. They were worshiping their God, and, and uh, our God, but they were worshiping the one who gave their life, his life for them so that they could serve him. And they're worshiping in the midst of the darkness. And people were listening to him. You know, I, I am so guilty. I, I, confession is good for the soul, right? We're supposed to confess one to another. Here's a confession. I am drawn to negativity like a moth to a flame. And I dare say most of us are. People start talking negatively, and buddy, here we go. We, we jump right into it. Right, Michael? I'm not calling you out. I'm just asking you if you agree with me. Okay? But what happens whenever someone is super excited about what God is doing in their lives? And really is meaningful about it? It does. Especially whenever everything around you is dark. Now, I've never been in prison. I've, I've never gone to jail. Uh, I don't know what that feels like. I've been to jails. I went to one of the worst jails in the nation of Brazil. And uh, where all the, the worst criminals in the country were. Okay? And we went on a mission trip, and we went in, and and buddy, whenever those start, doors start closing, and you're looking at these people, and and you're thinking, where's the exit? And there's not one because they lock you in. And I was like, I'm not sure I really wanted to come on this trip, <laughs> you know. But here's Paul in silence. In the deepest part of this dungeon, singing praises to God. I met a man while I was at that prison 
in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He was a believer. And in this prison, if you were a believer, you were not treated very well. And he was an evangelist in the prison. And he led people to the Lord. And he's led, as he led them to the Lord, he would get the warden to allow that person to come and stay in his, room, in his cell. And he would sleep on the concrete floor so they could sleep in his bed. And he would disciple them for X number of days or months or weeks uh, so that he would, that person would be ready to go back out into his own cell. Uh, because of the dedication this man had to the Lord. Okay? And I was like, man, you, you, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. He was there for life. He, he was never going to get out. And he was serving the Lord to, to, to a degree that I, I'm, I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't know. But that's who Paul and Silas were at this point. They were, they were singing serving the Lord out of their pain they were singing praises to God and everybody was listening to them now look look what happened look how exciting would this be and suddenly there came a great earthquake you think God was excited about their their praising <laughs> he did he shook the earth they didn't know what he was going to do, but they praised the Lord. You know, we, we just, you know, several weeks ago, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't know what he was going to do, but they said he's worthy of worship. I'm not going to worship your statue. I'm going to worship God no matter what. He's worthy of it, and if I die, I die. But if I don't, he's going to save me. He can. He's worthy of our worship. And, and look, he shook the earth. A great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains unfastened. When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew a sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. He might as well commit suicide because he was going to die. The prisoners were going to escape. The Roman cohort would have killed him. It was a death sentence for the jailer. And Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Don't, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Not only were Paul and Silas there, but their worship and their, uh, their com they command attention of all the other prisoners. No one left. Can you imagine if all the doors flew open in a prison today? And the slowest one out is probably dead on the way out. I mean, I'm not trying to be ugly, but like you said, it'd be a stampede. And all the chains fell off of everybody. All the doors opened up, and no one moved because Paul and Silas 
in, in the command that they had over the group, worshiping the Lord. The presence of God in that place had to be unbelievable. Never experienced anything like that. Sure, but then the jailer fell down, worship, you know, fell down in fear of Paul and Silas. He brought them out, and he asked them, "What must I do to be saved?" You know, whenever we are serving the Lord, whenever we're praising and worshiping, and and showing the hope that we're supposed to show, and showing. Uh, the blessings of who God is in our lives, people are going to want what we have. They answered very simply, verse 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Now how did they know that the whole household was going to be saved? But again, as as the dad goes, usually the family goes. It's usually the way it works. And here's here's a picture of that. And the jailer gets saved. They spoke the word of the Lord in to him, together with all who were in this house. His wife, his children, uh, in laws or his parents, whoever, everybody. And he took them there that very hour of the night and washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, and all of his household was. He brought them into his house and set food before them. I'm not sure his wife was excited about fixing food at midnight. Rejoiced greatly in having believed in God with his whole household. Now, after he did all this stuff, you know, everybody believes. They, they, they respond to the gospel. They believe in the Lord. Believe in what we're telling you about. They believed. Why wouldn't they? They just saw an earthquake that wasn't planned. <laughs> well, none of them were planned, but uh, they just saw they just saw soul, uh, prisoners not move whenever whenever the the doors came open. Just saw a mighty work of God and saw these two men worshiping the Lord in, in the worst situation. And they accepted Christ. They believed in what they were told and, and he, ministered, he ministered to these two men, but they ministered to Him. Alright? And then... They go back to the prison. They go back to the dungeon. Because that was the right thing to do. The jailer didn't leave them out. Now, the, I'm reading into Scripture, okay? I'm reading into it. I know I am. But Paul probably said, we probably need to get back before sun comes up. Just knowing 
believing what I believe about Paul, he probably is the one that said, hey, we probably need to get back. Put us back where we're supposed to be. To protect the jailer. But anyway, the Scripture doesn't say that. I'm reading into it. So don't, don't quote me. Just understand why I say that. So then he says, verse, verse 35, When day came, the chief magistrates sent their policemen saying, Release those men. He knew who they were talking about. Not the other prisoners, but Paul and Silas. And the jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, The chief magistrates have sent uh, to release you. Therefore, come out and go in peace. Now, Paul said to them, They have beaten us in public without trial. Men who are Romans have thrown us into prison and now are sending us away secretly. No, indeed. But let them come themselves and bring us out. Policemen reported these words to the chief magistrates. They were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. They came and appealed to them. And when they had brought them out, they kept begging them to leave the city. And when they, they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia, and when they saw the brethren, they encouraged them and departed. Now, why did the chief magistrates fear whenever they found out that Paul and Silas were Romans? Okay. Not without a trial. They thought they were Jews. They could treat a Jew any way they wanted to. They weren't a Jew. They weren't only Jews. They were also Roman citizens. Okay? Both Paul and Silas were. And so instead of staying around, they begged them to leave because they were afraid that they would come back and have them arrested or disciplined or whatever. And they begged them to leave. And so he goes back to Lydia's house. He meets everybody there. And as he's meeting there, everybody there, he is he is encouraged, he encourages them, they encourage him they pray over each other, I'm sure, and then he sends them on. They leave. They go on to the next place. Now, this, the point of all this is, no matter where we are in our lives, we ought to be praising God. No matter what our circumstances are, we ought to be praising God. We need to realize that, that God is worthy of praise whether it's good or bad whether we have or we don't have whether whatever and the more we praise the Lord the more we are able to share who God is in our lives if we're being negative pessimistic all those kind of things, then it's hard to turn around and tell someone about how much God loves you. Because we're not showing that love. So let's work on 
Y'all help me work on being a, a praiser of God in my life all the time. No matter what's going on. Help me to praise the Lord. Help me to be positive about who God is no matter what's going on out those doors. So that we might be able to share the hope of our salvation in all things. Short lesson tonight. I know that. Let's, let's close with prayer. It's not storming right now. It's not pouring. So maybe it will stay not pouring for a minute so we can get to a car without getting drenched. Okay? But I won't be the first one out the door, I promise. No. God, thank you. Thank you for the story. Thank you for the challenge of praising you in the midst of the darkness. And Father, we thank you that you're worthy of praise. That you've saved us. And you've given us hope for all things. Father, we pray that as we go tonight that we would uh, be safe on our tra our way home and uh, through all this the rain and stuff father just protect us and help us as as we've been praying that you would send workers for the harvest field help us to see the harvest help us to see that it's right send us to the right person that we might be able to share your love with them that they would respond to the gospel we love you. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a wonderful week. We'll see you Wednesday night.